Any successful plan requires wisdom and preparation, and retirement is no different. It's time for the Plan Wise Retire Free Podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome into this edition of Plan Wise Retire Free. Thanks for tuning into the podcast with Jude, Mike, and myself as we talk investing, finance, and retirement with the guys. And this week on the show, we're going to talk about how women can get more involved in the financial decision processes, whether you're married or single, flying solo, so to speak. We want to make sure we talk about that from both sides of that equation. So we're going to spend some time with that. And the guys are helping you out from Centrust Financial Strategies. Uh, throughout the Florida area. So if you got questions on anything you hear on this podcast, always check with a qualified professional uh, like Jude and Mike. If you're not working with somebody, give them a call, 800-779-4592. That's 800-779-4592. Gents, what's going on, Mike? How are you? I'm doing fantastic. Just living the dream as normal. That's awesome. Jude, my friend, how are you? I I have to uh, say that I'm fantastic too. I don't think I've told you guys, but I've had as of this taping, my first uh, vaccine shot. So oh. I feel like I'm on the way to, to recover, going back to a normal life. Okay. All right. Very, very good. Very good. So I guess you're one of the, the two shotters, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Mike, how about you? Have you have you done that yet? I haven't done that what yet. Um, Me either. I'm procrastinating. Procrastinating? <laughs> I'm just not on the list. So I don't, uh, Jude's special, I guess. I don't qualify yet. <laughs> Look, I, I begged every healthcare professional I know to let me know if there's a slot open. And after asking 20 people, someone finally said, hey, Jude, come on in. There you go. I'm taking my mom Wednesday of this week as the time we're taping this. She'll be 80 this year. So she's going to wow. get hers. Yeah. So she's going to get hers this week. So, yeah. So speaking of the ladies, let's go ahead and jump into the topic, guys, and talk about this. Uh, how women can make sure they're more involved in the financial decision, especially, or I guess maybe we even should say retirement planning process, right? Because a recent survey found that nearly half of the female respondents to the survey defer a lot of times their financial and investment decisions to their spouses or just don't take any action or really understand what is going on. Not from a lack of, I guess, knowing, it's just not getting involved, right? So let's spend some time today talking about that. And I I know, guys, we're going to go at this from two angles because Mike, you see sometimes this happen with cases where the, uh, the spouse is handling it, then they pass away. And the wife is left on the, you know, kind of behind the eight ball. And Jude, you've been seeing things lately where people are single, but just not really taking the time to get into uh, their own financial planning. So my first category was kind of called picture the worst, uh, worst case scenario, whether that's losing your spouse or just, you know, maybe having something happening to your livelihood and what that could do to your retirement plan. So I'll let you guys take it away however you want. Well, I'll, I'll take that one. A couple things. I mean, I've seen multiple occasions where the worst has happened. Okay. Um, I'll give you a tale of two cities, so to speak. The first one is one where, you know, the client, both of the clients at my insistence were um, involved in the financial planning process. And even then the, the female spouse, and this could be male or female, I've seen it both ways, but the female spouse really didn't want, you know, dealing with financial things wasn't something that she really was interested in and didn't care much about. Mm-hmm. No passion uh, but for it. I right. insisted that uh, she be in multiple of these meetings. I told her I wouldn't do anything to make her fall asleep. <laughs> and, uh, and so she was aware of how we had put together the plan. She didn't she didn't have all the details of how it was done, 
but she had a general picture of what was done. Gotcha. So when the spouse passed, who was the first person in her business world that she called? And it was me. Mm -hmm. And so she had so much more confidence to know that there was a plan in place. And she was looking to me for the direction of what we needed to do. And what was it an easy time? Absolutely not. I mean, you know, so and, and we had the same conversation. It's like, you don't want to meet me at this worst possible time. Great point. Um, and uh, and she understood that and she did that. So she was very, very thankful. And I can tell you that I got a bundle of referrals as a result of it. I'll also give you the second picture. And this was where I got a referral uh, from this lady, as a matter of fact. And But this person had no clue what was going in their finances, none. And so we began to go through the process. The first thing we had to do is, because uh, you know, she was like, I got to do this and I got to do this and I got to do this. And, and these people, everybody was telling her what to do. I said, stop. I said, take a breath. Let's go through this very methodically. Let's gather the information uh, and then we'll put together a plan. It took me a lot longer to help her. But at, in the result, at, at the end, when she was forced to do this, she was able to be successful, but it took a lot more and it was very stressful on her, but it was simply because she wasn't involved. So yeah. picture the worst. If you could get somebody and I'll give you the third and that if one of the spouses comes to see me, I insist their spouse come to the next meeting or we simply won't take them on as clients most of the time. And, the re and, and I have to almost be that belligerent so that they bring their spouse and when they do, it makes things oh so much better. Yeah, I mean, in the long run, you're doing a, a, a favor, doing a service because, yeah, you know, we're going to be dealing with the emotional component of losing someone. And if we've got no clue how things are going, this is a great resource for you to turn to. And so, I, I'm, you know, I'm glad. It's a tough exercise to try to picture the worst, for sure. But it's even tougher to actually live through it. Right, Jude? Absolutely. Uh, you know, from my perspective, as you know, we have an office in Bradenton, Florida, and an office in Orlando. And our clients in Bradenton tend to be a little bit older, more mature. Our clients in Orlando tend to be still, you know, climbing up the mountain of success. To Mike's point really quick, from a tactical point of view, one of the things that we've done that we've gotten rave reviews about for both the spouses, we create something called an asset map. It's kind of like a a financial flow chart of all of their assets that they can see in one place. We've had so many clients tell us, oh my God, this just makes things so much easier because I know where everything's at. And then from a more technological standpoint, we uh, have a website, a secure website, we call uh, the Wealth Navigator that downloads all of their finances in one place. And we find people usually are attracted to either one or the other. Mm. The, if they're technologically inclined, they like the, the website because it updates daily. Or if they just want to see a quick glance, they like that, that asset map that's like a flow chart. And so to Mike's point, you just don't want to meet your financial advisor at the worst possible time in your life. In our Orlando office, we do the same thing. But what I've come to find is that we seem to work very well with uh, single women 
who may have never been married or married and divorced. And, you know, they seek someone to give them uh, advice and draw out the process for them. And so uh, to give you, like Mike did, I want to give you a quick story. I met uh, a potential client who eventually became a client. She was very successful professional. And when we did our intake to basically find out if she would be a good client, what's going on in her life, we found out she had a million dollars sitting in a savings account that was earning less than 1%. And I asked her, why in the world do you have this much money sitting in a savings account? (laughs) She said, I never got around to just putting together a plan. And then by the time I gathered so much money, I was scared to make the wrong decision. And so we put together a plan that made sense for her, that she understood. And from there on, she became a very confident investor and and took ownership in her own financial plan. That's really interesting. I mean, I think so many people, again, whether you're married or not, you know, a lot of us, no matter your gender either, sometimes it's something that doesn't always appeal to folks. And you think, I don't want to deal with that, kind of to Mike's point. And it's easy to turn away. So maybe, guys, a piece of advice is take it slow. Look, it's something we have to do, right? So maybe the learning curve, if it's not your thing, ease yourself into it. Is that a, is that a good piece of advice? Yeah, I'll take this one. Uh, it goes back to that uh, client that I mentioned. She was so used to getting her statements that there was no volatility. Every, mo- every quarter when she saw her statements, she knew there was going to be at least a million dollars there. And so we had to kind of ease her into the fact that even though you have security and safety, you're losing money unknowingly and unnecessarily by having this money earn less than than 1%. Inflation is killing you. Taxes are killing you. And so through a lot of education and handholding, she eventually got it. And if you knew this young lady now, you you would never be able to know that at one point, she had all this money sitting in the savings account. Now she's a pretty sophisticated investor. You know, I think Duke touched on a, a key piece, and that, and I think that's one of the things that we try to do at every meeting is find ways to help the clients understand some financial concepts. The more they understand them, the more they can embrace them. And there are people that say, well, tell me what to do. But most people want to be able to make their own decisions. And so our job is to help equip them with enough information so that they can make the same decisions that we would make if they knew what we knew. Uh, I like to use that term because if you are empowered with enough information, then decisions are a lot easier. Makes sense. I mean, it's a pretty easy way to look at that. And I think, uh, guys, really, that comes down to then balance would be my next piece of this. Is So how do we find, achieve, attain some sort of balance in, again, whether you're single or whether you're married uh, in, in doing that? So from a couple standpoint, Mike, I'll turn to you first, I suppose. From a couple standpoint, I really like the fact that you said, look, if both people are not going to be here, we might not work with you because we want to make sure everybody is comfortable. And you don't have to necessarily know all the nuts and bolts, but you got to have a good balance. Absolutely. And, you know, it's, again, I guess it's one of those things you live and learn. Um, Mm -hmm. I've been in both places. uh, And early in my career, somebody that had a temperature and stood upright was a great client. (laughs) Um, But after a period of time, 
and you go through some times where um, somebody that's uh, like an uninterested spouse suddenly becomes interested because of uh, worst cases a divorce, then you have a lot of opportunity for there to be misunderstanding. And one of the things, even now, you know, we try to make sure that when we do um, reviews, that we try to do them with both spouses. Not always, but it's not like never, it's almost always. And then if they miss one year, they got to come the next. Because <laughs> we want to make sure that both clients are fully uh, informed about what their financial situation is. And then if the worst happens, or it, it just it removes a lot of the opportunity for misunderstanding. Because remember, people talk to they, I, I like to use the term they, somebody, they said this or they said that. If you know about your financial situation, it's, some, it's a lot more difficult to become confused when they, that person, they say something. So we like to talk to both of them. And I, I will brag on my friend a little bit because he, he, he has mastered this and I think I'm pretty good at it, but I think he has mastered it. You have to be able to understand the art of who you're talking to also, because there's some people that want to know what time it is. And there are other people that want to know how does the watch work? And typically, <laughs> That's great. That's great. Yeah. typically when you have spouses, you have one or the other, one person that just give me the, the big picture and the other person who wants to know every detail. And it also works that, that, that way if you have a single person, if they are a person that needs to understand fully, you've got to be able to communicate to them in the language that they get. And not all financial advisors I've found are, are good at that. They, they, they have one mode, they have one speed, and the client doesn't, some of the information goes over their head and they won't tell you that it's gone over their head or they won't tell you that they're, they're not understanding. And so it's our job to figure out uh, what's their financial language. There's a book called The Love Languages. Well, we have to find out what their financial language is. Yeah, I'll tell you a quick story. It was, it was kind of, because I, I watch people like a hawk when I'm talking to them. And usually you can identify which of the two is the least sophisticated in financial uh, conversation. But this time there had to be a single woman and I was explaining something to her and she was sitting there just shaking her head, yes. <laughs> And I looked at her and I said, you haven't understood a thing I've said to you. And she shook her head, no. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, and this was early in my career, but I, th that's, that was one of the reasons my mission in life was to make sure that we break down complex financial topics into very simple terms that somebody really can understand. Because yeah. again, they, they don't necessarily need to know how the car runs but they definitely need to know where the steering wheel is and the, and the, the key that starts the car. You know, Mike, I say that often, I, not quite that exact way, but it's like, yeah, I, you know, I have the, I know how a car works for the most part, but you know, if I had to take the combustion engine apart and put it back together again, I'd be lost. I don't need to know that much, but I need to know how to put gas in it and do basic maintenance and you know, how to get around in it and so on and so forth. I think that's where most of us fall into that category. Uh, most of us, you know, are not mechanics, so to speak. And so that's why you do turn to professionals. And that's really that kind of wrap up piece is it's okay to get help. As a matter of fact, uh, it's, you know, certainly advisable to get help because whether you're single, married, divorced, and you're just not sure where you stand for financial future in retirement, getting some help is totally fine. There's nothing wrong with that. We love it. And that's, uh, I think, a passion for both Mike and I. I think we're both teachers at heart 
And, you know, we have a new young associate at the office. And I told him once to really be a good financial advisor, you can't just know the numbers. One, you got to be able to speak to people. You have to be able to, to analyze. You have to be compassionate. And you have to really be able to, uh, to convey a message in the language that they, they, they understand. So giving that financial help or advice, yeah, it's going to sound self-serving because that's what I do for a living, but <laughs> I love it. I think it's what most people need and appreciate when they have a good financial advisor. You know, I think one of the, the times when we can help somebody the best is during the discovery phase when you help them to see the things that they don't know that they don't know. Yeah. Once that light comes on, then moving forward to putting together a financial strategy that works for them becomes 10 times easier. Well, there you go. So, I mean, have the conversations. Do yourself and your retirement a favor. If you're not already working with someone, reach out to Jude and Mike, or even if you are and you want a second opinion. But the uh, the really the key takeaway, I think, from today's podcast is get involved, get started with a plan for yourself. Take charge of your own financial and retirement future. And hopefully you found this useful today here on the podcast, Plan Wise, Retire Free. Don't forget to subscribe to the show if you'd like to catch future episodes as well as check out past episodes. You can find it all at planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. That is planwiseretirefreepodcast.com. All of that's available uh, at the website. Of course, you can also find it on Apple, Google, Spotify, or whatever platform you choose. And with that, we're going to say goodbye for this week. Thanks so much for your time. Guys, I hope you have a great week. For Jude and for Mike, I'm your host, Mark Killian, and we'll talk to you next time here on Plan Wise, Retire Free. The preceding program is sponsored by Jude Wilson and Mike Mott, which is solely responsible for its content.